This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today, my guest from across the pond is Mr. Colin Broland, who's the director at Coolbox. Hey, Colin, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm all good. Thanks, Corey. Glad to be here and uh, glad you invited me on. Well, thank you so much for making time. I'm really excited about your product and your company. Can you tell us about your background a little bit and how you got into sustainable packaging? Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. I started in packaging, not unlike yourself, probably about, well, over 20 years ago now, when I started with a company called David S. Smith, who introduced me for my sins uh, <laughs> into the into the world of corrugate and packaging. Yes. Um, and I started there as a, as, as a, as a buyer. By, by well buying paper really for the for the for the group um and then lat- then went on to into customer services and made my way through that business and lastly my, my last sort of eight or nine years was as a speciality sales manager internally mainly hmm. and my, my my job Corey, was to push the boundaries of corrugate so it was, it was an actual sheep feeder we work for for those that make the board and you know it's not it's not particularly sexy is it corrugate it's not particularly uh <laughs> You know, great. To I, look disagree. At. So what, I disagree. I <laughs> disagree. Well, well, as brown board anyway. Let me say that as brown corrugate or white corrugate. So, what can we do differently? And it was my job to push production, push. You know, can we add wallpaper coverings to it, embossing, debossing, water resistant liners? Can we make the corrugator do that rather than a post lamination process? Can we do it all in line? And that was my job. Wow. And did that quite successfully. We created the first waterproof board. We applied the decorative embossings. And so I'm very proud wow. of my achievements at, at Deer Smith and, you know, walked away having pushed to the boundaries to some. That's and really then, impressive. Yeah, that was, about, that was about 10 years ago. And then, and then not dissimilarly to where I'm at now, I then joined an industrial packaging specialist where we used all sorts of materials to create, design and sort of innovate packaging solutions where I taught myself about CAD design and I would design the solutions myself and and have and think of which materials to use for the different problem. And then from within that business, we created another business and it was a cold chain packaging business. So insulated packaging. It was right around that time, Corey, that e-commerce world of food delivery started to become a little bit trendy and people were just getting into it, going back to 2009, 2010. And so you know, that's when I sort of spent about four or five years doing that. And then in my early 40s-ish, I think, looking back and cutting probably a somewhat frustrated 40-year-old businessman, if you like, never having sort of overall control of a business and really wanted that opportunity to steer a business innovatively and, and financially. Call it an unfulfillment, I think, if you like. Yeah. But um, there, there was then this sort of divine intervention almost if you like that uh, if you if you, and if you and if you're that way inclined where i was kind of sought out by a business and i'll, I'll say the name it's called hydropack at the time and for all intents and purposes they were a good silent trade partner to the cold chain industry predominantly making ice packs oh, yeah. a little bit left field of my background but they were growing in the world of e-commerce and i think it's fair to say the owner's 
they were a little bit disengaged, a little bit disenchanted, having been in business for about 16 years. Hmm. It was worth about a million pounds, and they were just wanted to grow it, but didn't know how. And so I came along with my sort of five, six years of e-commerce and obviously packaging knowledge and joined as MD. And in four short years, took it from you know a relatively small trade partner to over a seven million pound turnover, very wow. profitable. And it was sold late last year, just just after I'd left. I think that sort of said where they were at. But in that time, created lots of new brands for this e-commerce sector. You know, lots of new brands and products that are still sold today. The downside to it was ninety percent of those products that we innovated are not the most environmentally friendly products. You know, and it's safe to say by the end of my tenure, the sort of the world of e-commerce food delivery was starting to change in its yeah. sort of hunger for easy and cheap to sustainable and environmentally friendly. Yeah. Um, so in a very not so brief synopsis of my background from a sort of an innovative, creative guy that's been impacting over 20 years, I love the responsibility. I love being in control of the whole innovation process um, and the sales process and coming up with a new solution and then watch competitors copy your products. Hugely flattering. So, um, <laughs> that, agree. That, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's me, really. That's that's yeah. me in the whole sort of in the last 20 years and, and um, to where I am today, essentially. Well, that's it's an impressive story. And I love that you said you got into packaging and, and just never looked back. I think that's so common. People don't tend to leave this industry. I think it's one of the most unique and interesting industries in, in the world, in my opinion. I really love packaging. Yeah, certainly got a certainly got a draw to it. And I, I couldn't even put my finger on it if I wanted to, Corey, as no. to why. But I, I think it does suck you in. And if you're one of these sad individuals like me now that go around the supermarket <laughs> and it should take 20 minutes, it takes you an hour because you're looking at everything, then then yeah, absolutely join the club. My wife won't go shopping with me anymore. She she's <laughs> like, Yeah, you can go by yourself and you can go to Costco or the grocery store and spend an hour looking at displays or corrugated shippers and print. And yeah, you and I are built the same way, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, tell us about this cool box and, and how the idea came about. I when I saw it, I knew I had to interview you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll I think to get into why sort of how Coolbox come along? I'll, I'll take you into why it came along, and I think that's that's probably a really good lead into uh, Recyclebox as well now. So the way I look at it, around ten years ago when I started in cold chain, or twelve years ago when I started in cold chain, there was this really quite sort of innovative wool in a bag concept sort of going around, and it was really innovative for this time. It was quite environmentally friendly for its time, away from foam and EPS, and it's great for a time. And then <laughs> denim came along, yeah. and then cotton came along, and they're still being used today with the reuse slogan. And that really got his campaign clicking. You know, the whole reduce, reuse, and recycle sort of campaign got going. And but for me, you know, these have now had their day, or they should have had, because the end user really, you know, only had sort of three choices of what to do with these products now, right. and that's save up several of these liners when they come to you in a meal kit and then send them back once you've got several of them, which 95% of people are not going to do. Right. Segregate them, you know, strip them of their outer plastic and put take that to the supermarket where flexible plastics can be recycled or put that one in a compost bin, which again, who's got a compost bin? Few of us. And who's <laughs> going to do that and segregate it? Not right. many of us. 
So the final option was to put these in landfill. And so faced with those three options, none of them are positive um, because they're most likely going to end up in landfill. So that's kind of, you know, why we want to do something different. And I, I was listening to uh, a gentleman you had on some time ago, and he, he said something really quite poignant for me, and it kind of summed up really what we're doing. And he asked the question, when you're designing a product, is the product designed for the next life? I found that really quite thought-provoking. I mean, we, it, 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 I didn't use that in, in our thought process <laughs> to put a recycle box, but yeah. actually everybody should. It should be on the design wheel without a shadow of a doubt. And I'll, and I'll add to that and sort of say, is the, is the next life accessible and yeah. attainable for this product? In other words, is there a systematic process of collection and reprocessing for the product? Yeah. And the case example for that is polystyrene, wool, denim, cotton. There is no common and easily accessible recycling scheme. You know, for rigid plastics and paper, there is. Yeah. You know, but it's paper and corrugate that are leading the way. With, and I read a, re- a report the other day, say 80 to 90% you know, recycling rates for paper, corrugate. And that's outstanding. And it's, it's great. And it's a, you know, the word recyclable is a great word. Yeah. It's used in greenwashing all too much these days, <laughs> recyclable, because, yes. you know, there isn't a product that can't be recycled. You know, I think we all admit that in some way, shape or form, we can recycle anything. So, you know, why do I crow on about curbside recyclability so much? And that's because the home user, the end user, you and me, yep. we don't have to think about it. That's it. You know, it's been designed and engineered to take the problem away from 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 everybody from you and me we just simply put it in our household bin and we know that 80 to 90 percent of it is going to end up recycled and reused yes so you know you... the eps the denim the wall the plastics of the world that are dominating e-commerce food deliveries and to those businesses that are sort of putting it out there stop it, it <laughs> has to stop right because they're simply passing the problem on to their customer and that's not good so, and that turned into a rant, Corey, one of my rants there, but, <laughs> but that's, that's, that sums it up really. This is the place to rant. I absolutely appreciate what you're saying. Was that person, uh, Velio Matos? Do you remember? Dr. Chandri Wahandra, I think it was. Oh, Chandru, yes. Chandru, uh, yeah. yeah. And, he, and I, it really provoked thought. As I said, it didn't, it didn't inspire us, but I think that the, the, it was really quite potent and it made me think, yeah, that's fantastic. And, that's how it should be. But do we have the means to do it as well was the next potent question for me. And that should be yeah. part of every design question, really. But totally so- agree. Chandru is a brilliant man. He owns a recycling facility in South Africa and they yeah. recycle PET. You know, I think they're one of the top, if not the top recycler there. And he's in, imparted a lot of wisdom on us over the last couple of years. Brilliant man. So. Yeah, and it was great to listen to as well, and you know, t- took a lot from his your your podcast with him, and and so sorry, I didn't I, I sort of digress slightly. Didn't I didn't answer the question about um, <laughs> how recycle recycle okay. box came came to be, Corey. So so with all that history, you know, behind us, excuse the pun. It, <laughs> it I, I sort of from my time at Hydropack, I took a seven to eight month sabbatical. I, I left. Wanted out, you know, grew the business, repositioned it, damn near killed me, long commutes and long hours, but you know, I enjoyed some downtime. And I in that time I reconnected with an old associate from my David S. Smith days, funny enough, 
uh, a true gent by the name of James Hilson. And he'd been producing environmentally friendly industrial packaging for quite a few years under the name and under the company business called Gogglebox's. Oh, and he okay. posted a, a piece on LinkedIn, a piece of packaging material that uh, he'd been producing for a large corporate paint company, which they were sending out through the postal system. So I reached out to him uh, with my thoughts on what I felt this material could be used for, ultimately an e-commerce food box. And we sort of teamed up. We teamed up. We started Cool Box Solutions. We created the Recycle Box brand awesome. we, and the product, obviously. We applied for the patent for innovation, process, application, and then we just pledged to continue developing products that were sustainable and, more importantly, curbside recyclable. Yeah. And so the concept of Recyclebox was, was exciting because historical research and thermal studies were already there for a, as a material. Right. They were already there, and cardboard has got great thermal characteristics when it's stacked and layered and, and structured in a certain way. It's a really poor conductor, and that's brilliant because yeah. it makes it a really good insulator. <laughs> that's right. Um, and, you know, coupled with those recycling rates, this was almost a no-brainer, Corey, really. And kind of, as we looked around, we thought, nobody's done this. You know, it, it's, it's, as a construct, it's kind of been done. But as a process and as an application, it hadn't been done. So for us to create recycle box, which is essentially layered, constructed corrugate, formed in a unique two-piece system, which is easy to assemble, it's clearly 100% recyclable, and it's important because the mill sector is growing, as we know. The online mill sector is growing exponentially, and that's brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. But the mill kit sector you know, is creating a problem, yeah. and it's using unsustainable and sort of unrecyclable materials, which you know, ultimately end up in landfill. And as consumers, we don't want the greenwashing stories that EPS or even textiles, wool, denim, that they can be recycled. We know they can, right. but they rarely are. And so, we, I mean, I don't know about how it is in other countries, but certainly in the UK, we don't have the infrastructure to recycle those products. Right. So to support that, you know, the majority is going to end up in landfill and it's just going to add to the problem. So there have been attempts to justify the use of these materials, such as offering return of providers. You keep the liners and then you send several bad. It's, it's, it's kind of not worked and only a small percentage do do it, but it's a great story, right? That's so it, for me, that's it. Yeah, it's yeah, a story. So for me, the answer is really, really simple. Give them something that is curbside recyclable and you know you don't have to take it back to all different places to get it recycled. So that's recycle box, Corey, in a nutshell. It's making it simple it's a no brand from a performance characteristic it is as good as eps and that's really all anyone needs to know as a standard wow. density eps thickness for thickness it's as good as it is so that's really impressive go anywhere else this podcast is brought to you by corporate image a u.s manufacturer of sustainable luxury packaging solutions with innovative raw board box styles and precision crafted 90 degree corners Corporate Images award-winning CI Rigid Box packaging line is unlike anything else. Learn more about their unique design and production capabilities at corp-image.com. Yeah, yeah, so for for the novice packaging listener, EPS is ex expanded polystyrene, and 
it's what's been commonly used for insultative packaging up till now that and and or polystyrene which is everybody's least favorite yeah <laughs> so the fact that you're replacing that or have come up with an op to replace that is really impressive nice job yeah no, absolutely thanks so much and i think uh, you know there's a long way to go with recycled box we knew we're um from, from, a, from as a business point of view, we new kids on the block. You know, I like to use the word sex. I think it's a sexy product. I think it's <laughs> sticky. I think it's a sticky product. Could be here for a while, and we're not done. You know, there's lots yeah. of improvements and and things we want to do with recycle box. You know, trap the energy, make it yeah. thicker to to rival a thick pharmaceutical poly box. Yeah. There are no reasons why we can't, you know, not direct, not completely eradicate polystyrene from the world for other sectors, but certainly in this sector. The e-commerce sector or pharmaceutical why not why not yeah 100 percent. and uh, like we say in the advertising industry it's got legs it it, it can yeah. expand we can come up with new ways of using this when i saw it i immediately thought it was innovative you know like you i've been in the industry over 20 years and i've never seen that for ins- insulation just great idea so yeah are you are you finding people reusing them or or is it mostly they just get recycled? Yeah, so it's the, the the reuse. I mean, it's not first and foremost, it's not designed as a sort of returnable reuse system. It is a single use system because of the high recycling rates of the product. But as I said to everybody, if you can get it back and you can dry it out, as long as it's dry, remembering the, you know, whenever anything gets wet, it's a bad, it's a conductor, it's a good conductor. So as long as you dry it out, there's no reason you can't reuse it. But, you know, it is ultimately intended to go back into the circular economy and be recycled and regenerated, essentially. That's excellent. I was talking to a friend yesterday who's a industry expert on corrugated. That's that's his thing. And yeah. he, he was talking about how OCC or old corrugated cartons are at an all-time high for because we need them. We need to make more corrugated. So... I think you'll yeah. see those recycling rates continue to improve, I hope, because we sure need that corrugated in the system. Yeah, so do I. Absolutely. No, and I'm sure, I'm sure there will be the more it becomes more commonplace. Yeah. Do you feel like the home meal kit delivery system is still gaining traction or do you think it's kind of reached a plateau? For- well, no, I think it's, and certainly with COVID, as we know, accelerated the, the yeah. platform for online an online food it, it's and its growth has been and it will continue to be for a couple of years yet at least you know exponential but i and i firmly believe these big online meal kit delivery companies and they know who they are they don't need them um, any, any free advertising <laughs> but they've got a huge responsibility for me to not pass on the issue of disposing of their packaging to their customers you know by first ensuring that customers can easily recycle their packaging and make it curbside recyclable you know don't greenwash it call it what it is it's it might be organic it might be biodegradable but it needs to be curbside recyclable um you know it's it's again i i, I say that they pass on this 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 problem it's because the recycling recycling per se is not a huge problem for most people it's not a huge worry or a concern and certainly around the world it's even less so don't make this a a quandary for someone don't make it hard to do make it easy for them so and i and i and i think that startup companies wannabe milk it rivals are all looking at these big companies you know like a parent and i get asked it so many times and said so many times to me 
yeah, we want to create something like, you know, and, and that's who we aspire to be. Right. So they have a real responsibility to take the lead here and show all of these others the way it should be. And that's what we're appealing to. That's what we're trying to say to people. You know, Recyclebox ticks every one of those boxes. And yeah, right now, like most new innovations, it's a little bit more costly than the unrecyclable gang. But <laughs> with enough demand, we'll get it down there and we'll get it into the right sweet spot for you. I agree. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be a part of packaging. It's an even more exciting time to be a part of the solution of packaging, which in my opinion is sustainable packaging. So thank you for what you're doing. It's totally necessary and just very, very important right now. And always. Thank Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So how do people get in touch with you if they're ready to explore your products or maybe design something for their application? Yeah, absolutely. They can always do that. And again, we're not just about what we see on our website, which is um, coolboxsolutions.co.uk. We do bespoke systems too. We'll do a half a box if you only want a half a box doing. So we're all about, you know, contact us, ask us the question. So the website is the first one. We're on Twitter at Coolbox, Instagram, the same, Coolbox Limited, and of course, Facebook as well, if they want to reach out to us. But get to us on our website, leave us a, a question, throw a quandary at us, and we'll get back to you and we'll answer it. And we're, we're not stopping here. You know, Recyclebox is our flagship brand, but we're already moving on to versions two and three and new innovations too. So it's it's a, a really, really exciting period, Corey. And um, in a young company that is already moving, it's been a whirlwind in the last four or five <laughs> months. So it's been really, really good news for us. Well, that's very exciting. Please keep me posted on on the new packages and the new concepts. I'm excited to share those with with our community. Right. Yeah, no, I, I sure will. I sure will. Thank you, sir. I'd like to thank uh, Landsberg Aurora for your sponsorship and continued support of this podcast. If you're listening, please take a minute to review and subscribe and tell your friends about us. Thank you again, Colin. We really appreciate this. No problem. Thanks for having me. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve. The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.